So you have a knack for really finding talent. Obviously, you know, Laguna Beach and all of the other shows that you work with. But that brings us to Selling Sunset. So how did that even come to be? <laughs> you know, um, I was looking through the Hollywood Reporter one day as I do every week when it lands on my desk. And um, it was, Jason had a full page ad in there. Oh, wow. And mm. I just remember going through, going through it and seeing that ad. And it was him, his brother, and mostly all women and a few other men that weren't in the show. But I just remember I literally ripped the page out of my magazine, walked next door into my development executive's office, uh, Skylar Wakel, who still works with me to this day. And put it on his desk. And I was like, dude, get me a meeting with these people. Like, this is a TV show. Wow. Hello, guys. And welcome to a very special episode of We Have the Receipts. I'm Chris Burns. And I'm Lawrence B. Hamilton. I'm so excited for today's show. Just because, you know, we always talk about reality TV. But this show right here, this show right here. Yes. It's special because we're talking about the whole kind of spectrum of reality TV, where it started, the history, and we have a super special guest today. Yes, a, a reality TV prolific figure, and we're not talking about you, Lauren. Oh, thank you, thank you. But <laughs> let's go over reality TV because I forgot about the reality shows like Made. What was the other one that was like a docu-series on MTV? True Life. Remember that? Oh, True Life. I love True Life. I love oh, True man. And then Life. Did, did you watch Diary? Like, this mm. is the diary of, you think you know, but you have no idea. This oh, maybe I did. I used to want to be on that show so bad. And I'm mad that now the fact that I'm finally famous and it's not a show anymore. <laughs> I'm sad. <laughs> maybe I'm they'll bring sad. it back. Do you remember Next on MTV? What? That show was so hilarious to me. Just the fact, because... First off, if you've never seen the show Next, it was kind of like a dating show where, you know, people will be on this strange bus, bus. <laughs> this strange party tour bus. And so they would kind of step out and it was like a kind of like a um, like lib almost, but but you know, way serial dating way uh, more different kind of rude. <laughs> because people way like, more rude. They would just yell next. So there'd be five people. And then the mm -hmm. first one. Like, say they're enjoying the first one, they stay on the date the whole time. But if any time you decide you don't want to continue on the date, you scream next, next and someone else from the <laughs> bus comes. I just saw a clip where a girl is, like, getting off the bus and slips and falls and, like, falls all the way oh. down the steps and then uh, no. stands up. And then the guy's like, are you OK? And she's like, yeah, I'm fine. And he's like, OK, <laughs> next. Oh, my God. Yeah, that show is definitely, definitely classic. It's brutal. I mean, did you have like a favorite reality show back in the day? Or like, when did you even get into reality TV, Chris? Like, what was your first like, oh, my God? I mean, back in the day. So I was like, I didn't come out of the closet till I was 22. So watching things like Laguna Beach and um, the really popular things then I would like do in secrecy because <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> I was like in uh, high school and who knew. But I did... I, I wanted to be on Made. I used to fantasize about what mm. I would get made into. And then Housewives came out maybe like, what, 
15 years ago, I want to say. In college, I watched The Bachelor. I think that was my first real mm. foray. What about you? For me, the real world was just like oh, my yeah, ultimate Oh, yeah, the real world. I forgot yeah. about that. The one that I remember growing up was kind of like the Hawaii real world. I know that was like such a long time ago. I was probably in like high school or younger. But I just remember watching it and seeing these people live in this house. And it was crazy. And people were getting slapped, child. And I was just like, oh, my God, is this real? And then fast forward, kind of, you know, the dating shows, you have Flavor of Love. And that just, like, blew my head away. Then we met Tiffany Pollard, who we know is the reality TV HBIC. Okay, head in charge. I once interviewed her, and she told me that the way she got on the show was she was walking with her boyfriend of the time and the producer from Flavor of Love saw her walking, like, down... um, the street in Hollywood and was like, I want you to be on the show, this like perfect show, (laughs) blah, blah, blah. Are you single? And she was like, and I was with my boyfriend and I was like, no, I'm not single. And then she was like, and he gave me his card and was like, well, if anything changes. And she's like, and then the boyfriend and I broke up very soon after that. And I was like, let me call this man. (laughs) And what? that's how she got on the show. Well, thank God she did. And that she went on that show because I feel like, she pretty much set the standard for just reality TV personalities. And, yeah. you know, she's like the queen. She's my favorite. So the original villain. Shows. I mean, sure, her yes. memes are still viral, like however many years later. Yeah. And that stuff came out like 20 years ago now. It's yeah. amazing. Flavor of Love it's too. Amazing. I remember one of the girls <laughs> in Flavor of Love too was like, they were they were having a conversation and she was like, well, actually, everyone says that I look like Beyonce. Oh, Remember? Yes. And New York's laughing. She's like, yes. Beyonce, maybe Luther Vandross. <laughs> she was the best. Uh, Nobody reads like New York. Nobody reads like New York. We love you, Queen. If you're listening to this some way, somehow, we love you. We really do. But (laughs) apparently the first reality show, I did not look this up, but our producers did, aired all the way Mm -hmm. back in 1973 Hmm. and was called An American Family about the Louds, a middle-class California family. Wow. Who knew? I mean, it must not have been that big of a success because... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Reality TV it. like didn't take off until years later. And then in the 2000s, you know, you started kind of getting into your shows like Big Brother, which was totally built around surveillance style footage of competitions. You know, you're locked in your house. Can you do this? Can you make it? Then you had Survivor where they were throwing people in the yeah. wilderness child. I remember watching that as a kid, too, actually. So maybe that was my first Survivor. Foray. Yeah. Yeah, I see. I never really got into Survivor. I think it's you know the whole woods thing, you know, which we talk about a lot on this show and just yeah. being in the woods and outside. But see, you could totally probably go on Survivor. Do you think that you would make it on the show? And like, I win? think well, Survivor is a different now. It's very um, like you have to be very manipulative. So I think that would really mm-hmm. fuck with my head. Literally, there's one season where it's a mother daughter and the daughter votes her own mom off. <laughs> Oh no! And like, Jeez. and like, rallies around. She's like, she'll never expect it from me. Let's vote off my mom. <laughs> I damn like, dog eat dog. Yeah, it's it's. So I don't know if I'd be able to do that, but maybe. I guess when it comes to the money, you know, people do anything. And then, of course, you know, taking it back to MTV, we had the the shows that kind of followed the celebrities. We had the Osbournes with Ozzy Osbourne and his family, the Newlyweds with Nick and Jessica Simpson. Oh, oh that was God. classic. 
Remember the chicken, the chicken of the chicken sea? Of the sea. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the chicken of the sea. Wait, it's not chicken? Like, just a girl. Girl, girl. Then, of course, this was one of my favorite shows, The Simple Life with Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie. Oh, my God. That show was everything uh, growing up. I just thought it, it was hilarious. Come to find out, like, with Paris Hilton, she had her documentary that she released last year, I believe. She was saying that that was, like, a character the whole time. She was like, I knew what I was doing. I was just acting, like... Yeah, and I think... Goofy and... I mean, Paris is like, yeah, made a career out of that. Um, right. But remember New York Goes to Work? That was Tiffany Pollard's VH1 version of The Simple Life. Did I see that? I, it sounds good. It was. I don't know how I could have missed that. She, oh, I bet it was hilarious. Like every episode, she'd have to like go to a pig farm and like what, like slaughter oh a pig or like. Oh my god! So that was that's good TV right there. That was really that's good. Definitely TV. good TV. And then 2004 <laughs> is when Laguna Beach premiered, which was focused on Lauren Conrad, who's still famous, Kristen Cavallari, who's still famous, Lo Bosworth, who lives in New York and I've seen her before um, <laughs> and yeah a bunch of people but that brings us to our guest because you probably recognize his name from the credits of some of your favorite early 2000 reality shows like Laguna Beach and The Hills his production company Done and Done Productions was behind or is behind Netflix fan faves Selling Sunset have you heard of it Selling Tampa oh yeah hello who hasn't and <laughs> Selling the OC premiering August 24th, which, oh my God, that's so long away. I'm so sad that it's so long away. I know. It feels far. Because I just watched it all and I need people to watch it with me. <laughs> I need, we need people to talk to about it soon enough. But anyway, all right, guys, please welcome <laughs> Adam DeVello. Welcome to the show, Adam. We are so honored to have you here. Oh my God, like reality TV goat. What an honor. Thank you for taking the time out to talk to us. Thank you. I have never been called a goat before, so it's nice to hear. <laughs> I mean, you have created and produced some amazing, amazing television, okay? So, you deserve it. Thank you. Yeah, you've had uh, a long, illustrious career as pro as a producer and a television executive. How did you originally get into this line of work? That's interesting. From the very beginning, my first... Intern, I went to college for television and film. Me too. Yeah, communications degree. Woo Me too. Hey, woo <laughs> yeah. None of us knew what we wanted to do at all, right? Right. <laughs> Some creative, right? I, I always wanted to be in advertising. So my, I originally went to school for advertising um, and, and, and switched gears after two years learning that I probably won't be making television commercials for a living. So I... Um, but that definitely helped in my career, obviously, as far as like selling shows, because, you know, we're telling stories every week and we're basically, you know, it's very similar, um, a very similar experience to, to marketing an idea and selling a product. So then I went to, I switched to television and film, got an internship in New York City, uh, not to date myself, but it was with Regis and Kathy Lee back in the day. Oh, I loved Regis and uh, mm -hmm, Kathy Lee. That's classic. <laughs> that was my first job. So I was... I was uh, Michael Gelman, who was the EP's uh, intern first for, for a semester. And then they brought me back for a second semester. And I was Regis's um, intern. So Isn't Gelman the one that Regis would always like yell to during the show? I remember <laughs> that name. 
Yeah, they were good friends. He was the EP. It was really, it was great. I remember I got the, I got, it was like 1200 people or something showed up at, at, at ABC for the internship day, you know, and you could, you could apply for like ABC news, you could apply for the view or, or Regis Kathy Lee. And I just remember the woman interviewing me saying to me, like, what do you want to be in life? And Gelman was at the next table interviewing interns as well. And I just pointed at him and I was like, I want to, I want to be him when I grow up. And I, I think it got me the job because he already <laughs> I love that kid. Yes. (laughs) It was good. It was fun times. And then, um, yeah, lots of early mornings and um, busting my ass there until I got a job over at MTV in the videotape library where they Mm -hmm. used to to have videotapes. Things were on betas, like these big big tapes. So if somebody needed a video, they would come down to the library and sign out the video and then bring it back when they were done with it. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was like in the basement basement of 1515 Broadway. And they hired you. They hired you, which was great. And they said, you're only going to be able to work here for six months. Because if you can't get a job upstairs in six months, then you don't belong here. Dang. No pressure. Yeah. Pressure. Yeah. It was awesome. And I finagled my way to get the job at the window. So I was, I mean, there was probably 15 people getting tapes, but I was like the window person that you had. You were the face of the video library. (laughs) Exactly. Mm -hmm. So if I'm like, I only have six months here, I'm not going to be climbing up shelves like a tape. Like I'm going to be this thing. So that's what I did. And I just kept, I kept my ears open and I, and I went upstairs and, and gave my resume to the people that were producing the Beach House. Remember they used to do MTV Beach House back then? Yeah. Oh, my God. I love that. I know. They Watching that growing up. That was like, oh. Brought, brought to you by Pepsi or somebody. <laughs> and, and it was, uh, and I all, all I knew was that they were doing one in Malibu, right? So I was like, I was obsessed with California. I was dying to move to California to LA. And, and so I went up there and begged them and gave them my resume. And I was like, please, 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 can I go work in the one in Malibu? And, um. Didn't get hired for that, but the kid that I gave my resume to was an assistant, and he was going to the Malibu house to go work. Mm. And so he called me up to interview with his boss to replace him. So I got his job. So it worked. The timing of that was perfect. I know, and I didn't want to be an assistant. It's, you know, I had had that same stigma that everybody has. And I was like, no, 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 I don't want to be an assistant. I don't want to be an assistant. But it was the best thing I could have ever done. I learned so much. And I ended up doing that for two years and, and, and I just busted my ass and did everything I could to be, to be known and to kind of be, um, you know, relied upon, uh, by my boss and, and even his bosses. Cause you know, they would fly out from LA and, and so I got to know them all. So it was really nice. So at the end of the two years, they're like, what do you want to do? They're like, you, you know, you've done your time. Like what do you want to do? And I really wanted to do development and work in development. And we didn't really have an East Coast production development team. So I got to go, you know, start that up. Um, and it was great. And we just developed wow. a bunch of shows. And I developed like Room Raiders. And, yeah, uh, those are, and like Made also, right? That's... Yeah, we did like Made and Room Raiders. And that's when TRL was brand new. And we were, we, you know, oh, it, was, it was fun. And we would that's go to... the golden MTV yeah. era right there. <laughs> It was That's great. what I grew up watching. So for me, it's like so full circle, even sitting here talking to you about the development of these shows. Because growing up, that was like my life. And now here I am like I love interviewing hearing. you. This is like one of those moments like, oh, my God. It is yeah, crazy. Amazing. Yeah. 
It makes me seem very old, but I'm not that old. No, but it- I was there watching it. So hey, I, what does that make me, Adam? <laughs> what does that make I'm me? You're watching it because I tell people about Laguna Beach. I'm like, wait, well, I wasn't born when I was out. And I'm like, Ugh, oh no, oh, Laguna what? Beach was prime when I was like a junior in high school, and I remember yeah. my two like two of my female best friends got in a fight, and one of them sent a message to the other on um, MySpace, and it was yeah. the exact same speech that. Elsie gave to <laughs> gave to Heidi before like leaving, and my friends oh my never spoke again <laughs> after that. <laughs> word for word, I mean, it was it definitely was. some quotables and captions. All well, that was before captions, but all the above. That was like, like we said, golden era. So, Adam, reality TV is such a major part of TV watching these days. But back when mm-hmm. you started. It was only like a few big series, right? So what made you want to move into reality TV? And was there like a particular series that you developed that really influenced that move for you? You know, I, I, it was Laguna Beach, to be honest with you. We, it was an idea that came up in a, in a meeting that we were at. We were in MTV in New York. And, um, you know, someone had had the idea. They were like, let's do a reality Beverly Hills 90210. Like, a, you know, just mm-hmm. like yeah. 90210. And I was the first one to raise my hand. I was like, let me do it. Let me do it. Let me do it. Let me do it. So I was like, so I got to fly out to LA and meet with the principal of Beverly Hills High School. And, you wow. know, I, I started then meeting with like the principals of a bunch of high schools around here, just kind of looking for the right one because Beverly Hills High wasn't really what you would expect. So it just wasn't like what you saw on on Aaron Spelling show, it just wasn't the same thing. It's so more, like, it's more, who like, was, this is not what I was expecting. <laughs> who was the redhead that was like the nerd on 90210? Oh, Andrea. Oh. It was more Andrea yeah. than, <laughs> than the rest of the cast. Yeah, it was a lot of like, yeah, it wasn't like what you would imagine at all. So I was like, all right, this isn't going to work. And then um, it wasn't given clueless, it was given not that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what it was. It was a, it was a definitely an odd vibe. But we but we switched gears to the OC had just came out, so we were like, oh well, let's do a reality version of the OC. It was a huge hit, um, and so we went down to Laguna Beach. And uh, oddly enough, before I switched careers between advertising and television, I took a year and a half like off just to have fun. And I lived in Laguna Beach. Like a bunch of my friends oh, were working here. Oh, wow connections yeah so they, they a bunch of my friends are bartenders and they moved out and they were like just having fun and bonfires and when oc came out i beeline i went right down to laguna beach and i was like this is where we have to do this because I, I just was obsessed with the town and the the high school was so perfect because it was you guys didn't see a lot of it on tv because we only were allowed to cast the show there but not shoot there mm. Um, mm. But, the, but the lockers like i just remember when i took a tour of the school the lockers were the kids were talking face the ocean. I mean, the ocean was right there. Oh, wow. That's the craziest thing. I grew up in upstate that's New York. That's a dream. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. insane. Same with outside of Philadelphia, like, I was like, I, we had snow and everything was inside. So, but they had lunch tables and they were outside on a quad and that faced the ocean. So I was like, this oh, is the wow. most gorgeous high school I've ever seen in my entire life. And I remember I called back to New York and I'm like, we found our school. Like, this is it. Mm-hmm. We're, we have to do it here. And then, we went like week after week after week to the council, you know, when the school meets, begging them to let us come to a reality show there. And finally, through like a million meetings, they said, you know, I'll never forget the guy like dropped a gavel down and was like, go make your show. He's like, <laughs> All right. no, make your show. the only thing they had to go on at the time was the real world. And they kind of were like, well, what are you going to do? Like kids in hot tubs. And these are like all minor. Like and we were like, no, we don't want to 
we don't want to do, you know, one of those crazy shows where we're all drinking the whole time. We want to like really show what high school's like. And it was kind of like, you know, it turned into kind of like, what's your last year of high school like? You know, like when you have to say goodbye to all these people and you form all these relationships, and then you all have to disperse, dis- you know, disperse across the country, right? So that's kind of what it came about. And then when we found Kristen and Lauren and Steven, it was kind of the perfect triangle, right? So yeah, I mean, literally. It was. People that's, still that's, talk about that love triangle oh, yeah. to this day. People are like, I'm in a Kristen Steven LC situation. <laughs> <laughs> they have a podcast they're doing now, Steven and Kristen, where they go back and we talk. They talk about all the episodes. And so they invited me to come on. I think I'm doing it. Oh, you have to. Yeah. Yeah, that's. It'll be fun. We had so much fun making that show. It was like, it was really so much fun. And it was, you know, I was, I was an exec at the time. So I, I developed it obviously. And then I remember, um, even picking the theme song I ran. Oh, that's my, I was about to bring that up. I was about to bring it up. Go ahead. Go ahead. You guys are getting, I'm spilling all the tea on this one. Please. So we went, I got, I had to go. It's this is how long ago it was. I had to go to Blockbuster Video to buy the Hillary Duff. <laughs> what? Yes. I drove, I left the edit, drove to Blockbuster in Santa Monica. There used to be one in Santa Monica. And I drove and I bought the Hillary Duff CD, played the song. And I was like, this is the theme song for the show. Oh, yes. That for me is the show. That's how you knew when it came on. Let's go back. <laughs> I was like, oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. That was yeah. the vibe. It was it awesome. My boss was like, what do you, she goes, what do you always say? Done and done. She goes, done and done. And that's, that's <laughs> today, that's the name of my company. It's done and done after. Oh, that's so fun. What motivated you to leave MTV and speaking of done and done, start your own uh, reality production company? It was the Hills. I, oh. I, you know, we were finishing up Laguna and, and, you know, everyone was kind of scrambling to kind of recast the show and to keep it going. And I was, I just wanted to follow Lauren to LA. She wanted to go to LA. She wanted to work in fashion. I was obsessed with the idea. And I was like, can I please follow you? She wasn't even 18 yet. I remember I had to ask her parents before I asked her because I didn't want to go ask some 17 year old if she wanted her own television show. So I was like, I met with Jim and Kathy, her mom and dad in their, in their big house. They lived up on that big gigantic mountain. Um, and it was it was a really great meeting, and I was allowed to sit in the living room that we were nobody was ever allowed to go in. They had one of those rooms that we we all had growing up that no one <laughs> right. And I had a grown up conversation with Jim and Kathy uh, Conrad about their daughter being on her own TV show, and and I just I the pitch was that I was like, your daughter's going to move to LA, and she's going to fall down a million times, and she's going to get up a million times. I was like, and I just want to be there to capture it, and that was the pitch, and. They both said, yeah, go do it. And then I remember Lauren came home from school and we sat her down and was like, do you want to do this? And That's so crazy. How did she react? That's like a dream. She, Lauren's very like, you know, I think she internalizes things more or less. But she, I think for an 18 year old kid getting her on TV show, she was probably very, very excited at the time. Yeah. Um, but again, I think she knew that she had a lot of heavy lifting to do, right? On Laguna, it wasn't all about her. It was about Steven and Kristen and, you know, Trey and all those other people. So she was one of, one of like, seven or eight cast members, whereas this, is, this was her show. So she was going to have to carry the weight. Um, and then, you know, Heidi, of course, was in our world because she had met her in San Francisco at college. So mm-hmm. um, Heidi was part of the cast. Then we met um, 
I met Audrina by the pool of their building one day when I was approving the paint color in our apartment. And oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> what? I just, are like, no, they think everybody thinks it's like casted. It wasn't. It just, I literally it was like a Saturday afternoon. I went over to the apartment that we had rented or, you know, we had to find a place that would allow us to film. And I was approving the paint color that we had picked for the wall. And I was leaving and Audrina was sitting out there with her two girlfriends. And I went and, Asked the man, I didn't, again, like not to go up to like an 18-year-old and ask her if she wants to know a TV show. So I went and found the manager of the apartment <laughs> building. I was like, can you come out here with me for a minute? I was like, who's that girl sitting right there? Yeah. And uh, she introduced me to her. So that's how we got Audrina. And then Whitney just wow. came out. Of, we did just an uh, open casting call at Teen Vogue for interns. And Whitney showed up. So that's how we found that's Whitney. That's like... You only hear about that type of stuff in the movies. Like, oh, yeah, I was by the pool. And then, you know, a TV producer came and said I needed to be on TV. And that's what happened. Like, that's such a dream. Yeah, Audrina had two roommates that lived with, that she lived with at the time. And I wanted them to be on the show, too. So it would be like the two girls and the three girls. And by, before the show started, the other two girls moved out. So I was like, what? you missed her. Yeah. What? And now and those girls like, oh, are like, staying, girl. those girls are sitting somewhere being like, yeah, well, actually, when I was younger, I lived with Audrina Patridge and right? <laughs> I could have been Punch in the wall. And wasn't there was a girl that was on the hills that I think was like Lauren and Whitney's boss or something. She's in it like briefly, but now she owns Glossier. Oh, God. Emily from New York. Yeah. Oh, Emily. Yes. It's oh, all the memories are flooding back. That was such yeah, a time. She was, um, I forget her last name, but Emily, she was the intern from New York who came out and like kind of schooled Lauren a little bit on like. Mm-hmm. I, I like recently <laughs> saw a thing that was like the girl who did this to Elsie in the hills now owns <laughs> Glossier. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. So you have a knack for really finding talent. Obviously, you know, it's Laguna Beach and all of the other shows that you work with, but that brings us to Selling Sunset. So how did that even come to be? <laughs> you know, um, I was looking through the Hollywood Reporter one day, as I do every week when it lands on my desk, and um, it was, Jason had a full-page ad in there. Oh, wow. And mm. I just remember going through going through it and seeing that ad, and it was him his brother and mostly all women and a few other men that weren't in the show. But I just remember I literally ripped the page out of my magazine, walked next door into my development executive's office, uh, Skylar Wakel, who still works with me to this day and put it on his desk. And I was like, dude, get me a meeting with these people. Like this is a TV show. And (laughs) uh, less than like two and a half weeks later, I think we were sitting in our office and um, a very reluctant Jason Oppenheim was like, I don't know. Probably is like, this is the best thing that's that's happened oh, for them. Definitely. He's thanked, yeah, he's thanked me since. Um, but we, you know, it was tough going in the beginning because they didn't want to be on a typical like Bravo million dollar listing type of show. Um, again, nothing against Bravo. It's, it's all addictive television. But we we, you know, I, I assured them they, they said to me, How are you gonna make this different than million dollar listing, which they had made appearances on and stuff. And they're like, or any of those Bravo shows, like, how do you think it's going to be any different? And I was like, well, the difference is I want to make it for Netflix. And and that mm. was the pitch. I said, I want to make Sold. it for Netflix. <laughs> I had, we, hadn't, we hadn't talked to Netflix yet. I've never met anybody at Netflix before. I just, wow. Like, but why you knew, you felt it. I, I manifested. Yes. I said, yes. Well, you know, I said, I'm going to do, I'm going to do a show at Netflix. And they said, well, Netflix doesn't even have any reality shows. What makes you think they're going to buy this one? And so 
we we put them together and we went to Netflix and pitched it, thank God. And and Netflix bought it. They were like, you know, they they were really excited. And I think, you know, coming, you know, they knew that it was gonna have kind of a Hills vibe to it, I think. They mm-hmm. they know my style of making television shows. And um really the only difference is that we put interviews in it. You know, the Hills didn't have any interviews. So we had to, you know, rely on music and and get a lot of exposition out in scenes where this one had interviews, which I think works nicely for the show because the girls are so funny. and witty. Yeah, and the, yeah. the music... All that personality. The music in Selling Sunset's amazing also. I, like, literally mm-hmm. have a Selling Sunset playlist that someone else has <laughs> created on Apple Music, and it's just all the songs from all of Selling Sunset. But it's, Thank like, so- every song is a great, like, power walk to do what I have to do kind of song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we have a... Supervisor named Carrie Hughes, who's incredible. And she, I swear we joke all the time that she's writing these songs herself and making them like in her basement. Because <laughs> how, how can you possibly find this many songs when there's so many songs that are like, yeah, we're going to make money, we're going to sell homes, we're going to do this. Like, like, no, it's so good. It's like, yeah, the I'm a warrior, bum, bum. And Chris Shell steps out of the car. I'm like, game dun, over. Dun. <laughs> we, we all find songs that we love, though, too. Like, I honestly, I tell people this story all the time because I'm like obsessed with it. But I would, I, I've been like in like Bloomingdale's before, and there's a song playing on the speaker, and I'll like literally just hit record on my phone and hold it up to the speaker and then send it to Carrie. And I'm like, Carrie, we have to have this song. Or, you know, even when we did Laguna Beach, like I remember I walked down the Third Street Promenade here in Santa Monica, and like, you know, there's people will just sit out there with a guitar playing their own music. Mm-hmm. And, and one time I did, I put ten dollars down and bought this girl C D and gave it to my music supervisor, and I was like, We need these songs wow. on Laguna Beach. So it was great. And we put them on. And I think it was on the hills, actually. I wasn't looking at it. It was on the hills. Because we used to ID the artists on that show. And she, this girl probably made so much money from me buying her $10 CD. <laughs> He's like, so that you never woman know was your opportunity Katy Perry. I Can we ask a little about how the casting of Selling Sunset went? Because they have so many agents, right? Did you talk to everybody? Or was it... Uh... It was kind of like who wants to be on it, you know. We kind of were like who here wants to be on the show first, right? And then we they only had like two um, male agents working there, aside from the brothers. And I think it was just a creative choice that we decided to keep it all women and just have the two brothers as the bosses. Um, a couple of the females didn't want to be on the show, which is which is fine. And then yeah, we just we that was the cat. I mean, the people that you see on the show were the people that were really working there. It was Maya? It was Maya Davina. Heather, Mary, Christine, and am I missing somebody? Amanda didn't work there yet. We brought, I mean, oh, she yeah, was she friends. comes in mm-hmm. later. Yeah. She came in later. And then we knew that we wanted to bring somebody new on to kind of be the, the viewer, so to speak. Like someone that could walk in and meet these people along with the viewers, right? So mm-hmm. Jason actually knew Chriselle, like socially, just from being out and about in LA. And so he suggested that we meet with her because she was a realtor. And she was also on Soaps. And she was engaged with Justin Hartley and we met with her and she graciously agreed to be on the show after many meetings. And, and that was it. That was it. That was that once she walked in with that little gift basket for the dogs, that was <laughs> the rest is history. <laughs> that's it. She, she came in like Dorothy, right? With the little basket. <laughs> Now, would you say that you kind of have some signature elements that can be seen all across all your shows? Like, is there something that you purposely put in there kind of as like your little signature sign off? My name at the end? 
Hey, that's, that's what I'm talking about. That's good enough. That's all you need to put is your name. I think that for me, it's it's always the it's the style, right? I think that people know my shows when they see it. They'll be like, oh, I knew the minute that this started that this was an Adam DeVella show. Or they'll be like, oh my God, I didn't know. When I saw your name at the end of the show, I was like, oh shit, like I should have known this was kind of his show. I'd like to think that that's my signature is kind of just making things look more beautiful than they probably really are in real life. Yeah, and, I was going to say, that's like, it, it's such a different um, viewing experience than a Bravo show yeah. because there's like beautiful B-roll and like, it's just cleaner mm-hmm. seeming. Thank you. I mean, we make, I mean, you don't know what great lengths we go to. Like, I mean, like we won't show like trash cans on the street. Yeah, I mean, like we won't show, there's so many things that we just shoot around that are part of day-to-day life. Like I was like, lose the trash cans, you know, or like lose the cups off the desks or lose empty water bottles. And I think we, we go to great lengths to, to, to do all that. The, the women obviously dress themselves and style themselves. So that's, that's their own style. But I, we pay a lot of attention to like, locations and where we're shooting and where we wouldn't shoot probably not at Panerabred but maybe <laughs> listen I can have my own reality show about Panera Bread. <laughs> uh, no I was gonna say but keep those like slow-mo of uh, walking down getting out of a car getting off a plane I live for that moment so badass I love it yeah I love it I, I've sat at many airports when yeah shooting people getting off of little planes I love that's my favorite thing I love it's so I love badass the plane taking off to me it's just so um, it's just like a fantasy world right it's a fantasy world yeah 100% who's flying, who's flying fantasy yeah, it's nice. And who's driving around in like little Porsches and getting out of their cars on Sunset Boulevard? I mean, it's a it's a it's a fantasy. I mean, LA is very much of a fantasy world, right? So it's a mm-hmm. it's fun. It's fun to make the show here, and it's fun to. I love the response that we get, especially from other countries that are really into the show because LA is it's 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 always seventy two degrees. It's always sunny, you know, and it's it's a it's a it's a beautiful fantasy world. It's really is. Absolutely. Totally. I guess that kind of answers our question of why you have a lot of your shows are based in Southern California. And you mentioned you were always obsessed with Southern California. So I guess that kind of explains that. Have you ever thought about doing something similar in a different city? I mean, besides obviously the ones that you've already done. (laughs) We did did Tampa, right? So we did Tampa, Mm -hmm. which I I was obsessed with. I think the show's great. We're, you know, we're just waiting to see what's going to go happen with that show. Um, but Sherelle is eagerly standing by waiting. Um, <laughs> and, um, but we're huge fans and we talk to her constantly. So we'll see. And then, yeah, I've done, a, I've done, a, I did a series in Nashville called Music City for CMT, which I'm very proud of. That was, it was a great show. Just it aired on CMT. So you guys probably never saw it, but it was no, a really I actually great- have heard of it. I'm a big Nashville fan. Oh, that's what it was supposed to be a reality version of Nashville, the scripted show. Because CMT had just bought it from ABC, so they they bought my show as the reality version, and then it was going to air after after Nashville. But they decided it was so good that it can support uh, yes. it, support its own night, which good. hard on CMT to get people to stop watching like <laughs> Reba McIntyre to yeah. tune into like <laughs> right. So it was. It just didn't. It was. It just wasn't the right home for it. But it was. I, I'm very proud of that show. Speaking of all of these shows, like, would you say that you have like an all time favorite reality show? And like, we would love to know if there's any other reality shows that you wish that you had made. Hmm, it's a good question. I always said if I was ever going to be on a reality show, the only one I would ever do is Amazing Race. 
Okay. Really? I'm, I was obsessed with that show from its inception. <laughs> I watched it every single week. I was glued to it. I had no idea how they filmed it. I just was more even obsessed about how they filmed it because these people were like in the middle of like lily ponds or, you know, in the middle of like a cliff. And they're like, you have to get to the bottom, not using any. And then suddenly the cameraman's like on the other side of the pond or on the other side of the. And it's like, wait, how did he get over there? If, right. If do it. So yeah. as a producer, that show it, to me just tripped me, tripped me up a lot. And I loved it. Um, and I'm very competitive. So I think I enjoy it. Um, but watching, um, I mean, I watch all the stuff everybody else does. I watch the Housewives. So I'm not, I have no shame in admitting that. What's your favorite Housewives series? Ooh. I mean, which, which one? Beverly Hills, Rolling of course. Of course. It's a great season. Which Beverly one? Hills is great. I'm, I love the Beverly Hills one. I love, I mean, I got to be honest with you. I, I became a bit fan of it when Kathy Hilton joined. I got to say, I love, oh, yeah. I, I, I'm friendly with Paris and I love Kathy. And I just thought like adding her was just the best the idea. Ever. And we're, I mean, yeah. we're six episodes in on this new season and Kathy has yet to appear, which is devastating. <laughs> it stinks. I'm in a. I'm like I told you guys before this call. I'm not. I'm not staying in my home right now. It's, it's being remodeled, but I don't have um, Bravo where I'm staying, so I don't ever chance to catch up anymore on them. So I have to catch up. So when I move back in next month, I will catch up on all this season. Oh, it's very. It's it's good. How do you think? Speaking of, how do you think streaming services like Netflix? Because I guess was Selling Sunset the first Netflix reality, and now they're. A, a huge reality Tons. hub. Yeah. Do you think yeah. that streaming services will will take over more of the reality space? Uh, I hope. I mean, I hope so. I think they have. To, I think they're taking bigger and bigger chances, right? I think that you know, someone like a a place like Bravo, which I've I've never worked with before, but they they know what their audience likes, right? So I think they stick pretty close to their formulas that they have, and I think that the 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 streamers have a better opportunity, whether it's because they have a larger audience or they have these algorithms, they could tell what people want to see. Um, I think it allows them to take bigger risks, right? Like they just announced they're doing Squid Game, the reality yeah, series. Yeah, right? I saw that. That's, that's going to be, that's insane, right? That's that's just a, that's a great idea. But like, I don't think you'd see that on Bravo. You know what I mean, like it doesn't make right. sense for them, right? But um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. I think there's a lot of other platforms out there. And I, I you know, I just think, the more, the more, the better, right? That means, and the, and the more outlets, even the better, because that means the more people that have creative and have great ideas are going to have more outlets to sell their shows to as well, which is, I think everybody benefits from that. Yeah. Speaking of outlets, like with the whole social media world now, because I know when you first started, you know, producing and things like that, social media wasn't really a thing as, as big as it is now. So how do you feel like social media really kind of changed how you go about casting people and marketing the show and pushing it? Like, has that made your job more difficult, you feel like, or has it made it easier because you kind of have a direct line to the people? I think it's, um, I think it's great. I mean, I think it's additive for sure. I, I think that it, it helps keep our show alive, you know, beyond it airing and like between seasons. Right. Because the cat, like back when we did the Hills, not to keep going back to it, but back when we did the Hills, like all we had was like us weekly and, and, you know, and like people magazine or in touch or whatever. Right. So like the kids would watch they, on the newsstand and be like, Lauren does this, 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 and like Heidi did this, this, and this. Like, so that would keep people's attention like between the episodes each week. But mm. now, especially with all the episodes, they all drop at once, right? Yeah. So it's it's months and months between seasons. But it's kind of nice because now the kids or the audience can follow along with their lives 
if it casts lives outside of the show, right? So you can, all you have to do is click follow, 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 right? And you're, and now every day is a reality show and you're, right. you're, you're learning and about every day. It's so true because people will be like, Heather did not tag Chriselle in this photo. And now it seems like blah, 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 blah. Like, I know they're not friends anymore. So you have a new show coming. Speaking of selling things, which we I already binged <laughs> the whole season of selling the OC. Oh my gosh. What'd you think? Iconic, I mean, selling Sunset uh, on on steroids, <laughs> but with men involved as well, tens across the board. Um, Thank you. Yeah. How did the casting approach to selling the OC differ from selling Sunset? Because so the whole pleased. office is new, right? Like the, mm -hmm. the office didn't exist until recently. Yeah, yeah I'm so excited to hear you say that because you're one of the first people I've heard any feedback from other than the execs who worked on it with us, obviously. So I'm, I'm so excited to hear that you watched it and you loved it. <laughs> I am so, I'm so proud of that show and I love the cast so much. So I can't wait for the world to meet them. I think it's going to be very interesting when the world meets them because there was a lot happening that I'm like, oh, I feel like everyone's agreeing with her, but I'm <laughs> kind of agreeing with the one that no one else is agreeing with. So <laughs> it's, it's way Pick different than... It's like really hard to... <laughs> choose who a villain is and who the nice girl mm. is because it really does go back and forth a lot between a lot of them it's so funny you say because every time we have a creative call with netflix um during the during the creation of the show and during the production of the show it's every exact has a different person that they side with so they're all like <laughs> they're all like so-and-so is doing the right thing and so-and-so is the bad one and i'm like no i don't think you're right i think this one so everybody I think if, if the internal discussions are anything, if, you know, I hope that our internal discussions become the global discussions. Mm -hmm. with oh, it definitely will. Because the whole time I was like, I'm so mad. I can't uh, like tweet or talk to anyone about this. And I don't know <laughs> how the rest of the world is feeling yet. So I, I'm excited to see. I think it was a fun show for me. I, I, when I posted the trailer, I wrote, I wrote, here we go back to the beach because for me, it feels like it's like a, it's like a 360, right? Like I, I did Laguna and I kind of did the hills. And now I done, like Sunny Sunset's kind of like the hills. I'm going back and doing Laguna Beach again. And so to go back down to the Orange County and, and to be on those streets and in those shops and all that place again, it was like, it was really such a nice trip back. And um, I was so excited. It came about because Jason wanted to open an office in Orange County and he approached us and said, would you guys want to do a series? Thankfully, Netflix was like, yes, we'll do it. And we talked about um, hiring men and women, change it up a little, and and have some people that are single and you know maybe a little younger than in different stages of their lives because that's like Orange County, right? Not, not everybody's there to be an actor, to be a model, or right. you know, yeah. No, it was, it's really interesting that it's like way different backgrounds of everyone. I think that was really cool, and the houses are like crazy. I wasn't expecting that. I I thought in my head the Selling Sunset houses would be more i don't top live. tier but i'm like okay <laughs> these houses are crazy in selling the oc i love that they're on the water i think that's the craziest part it's like you know you do these scenes in the house and you don't realize that these homes are sitting like on a cliff on the ocean you know it's like that to me is just it's i can never get my mind around it the fact that these people live like this and it's just and for a lot of people that's like their second home it's not even their main home right their main yeah, this is just absolutely crazy. Yeah, they like refer to houses as like billionaire only because it's like only a billionaire could afford the house. <laughs> yeah, you saw that one in episode one. That is only only a billionaire can afford that house, right? I think it's or like I think like 
somebody saw somebody said like Mark Wahlberg went to go see it. I think it was like, you know, someone like that's going to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Has to be. (laughs) It's crazy. And we have a quick game that we wanted to play. Is it called Connect the Earpods? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, it's not called. I'm going to lose that game. It's going to be fun, okay? We're going to kind of try to build the ultimate reality TV cast, okay? So it could be from your own TV shows or any other reality TV shows. We're going to kind of give a name, and then we're going to see if, uh, you know, we can build around the classic archetypes. Let's start with the villain. Mm -hmm. There's so many choices. I feel like villain's a great one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I could go back to all those people that used to be on The Housewives, right? Like the ones that aren't on anymore. Yes, the best mm-hmm. ones. I don't want to call anybody out by name, though, because I might know some of these people. I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Listen, um, on this show, we we say villain with love. And that's a yes, po- that's a positive. It's a very beloved. <laughs> beloved. Honestly, I think that... And I don't think she was a villain, though, but I think that she's probably classified as that maybe in this in your game is is mm-hmm. Erica Jane, right? On Real Housewives mm-hmm. of Beverly Hills. Like, she sure is, yes. I think, yeah. from, I think from the time, and not just because of the current storyline, I think from the day she started the show. No, always. I think, you know, just because she was this glam queen and she was just kind of like, fuck everybody. I'm sorry, I cursed. But mm-hmm. she's like, no, you, know, no, you can curse. She's like, fuck everyone. And I, and I think that she, I don't think that she was necessarily a villain, but she was just that. I think she was one of the original like boss bitches that just didn't give a shit about anybody or anything. And mm-hmm. I, I put her first, I guess. I like to think of it <laughs> as like a Cruella DeVille energy where I'm like, yeah, you know, I, it's, it's, <laughs> I aspire to it. It's also like, like, look, it's like Maleficent too, right? Like they, yeah. they, flip, they flip the script on her, right? She's the ultimate villain. But exactly. You're like likable, so get Maleficent <laughs> on Housewives. <laughs> <laughs> so who will be like the hopeless romantic in this ultimate reality cast that you will build? I gotta say, like, I think that I think I think that that crown goes to and always will be Lauren Conrad, right? I think oh, that she, yeah. she's always gonna be everybody's mm-hmm. hopeless romantic. And even though she's very happily married now and has babies, but yeah, I, there was nobody. She'll always fun. be the girl who didn't go to Paris. That's right. <laughs> right. Yes. Thank you, Lisa Love, for that line. She's such a. <laughs> She's like, I spoke to Anna Wintour about you the other day. She said, You'll always be known as the girl who never went to Paris. It's like, that actually happened. That was really genius. Oh, that's wow. so funny. Um, okay, I guess the ultimate new kid in town, like the fresh face who's coming in. I, You know what? I got to give that award to Chriselle. Thanks, Anna. You can't, you can't, nobody did it better than her. I mean, she came into, and she wasn't just coming into like a real estate office for the first time or joining a cast for the first time because she's been in cast before. She's been on TV before and she's been around other actors before, but she was walking into reality television for the first time. And that, that takes, it takes a lot of balls to do that, you know, and, and it takes a lot of balls to like, let us tell your story and expose your life to the world. And and she did it. And not only did she come in and 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 played ball and was very gracious about it, but second season she went through a horrible divorce, you know, and, and let us follow it and let us tell the story. Mm-hmm. And, and for that, I think she'll, she always will deserve that crown. Yeah, that was Agreed. hard well to watch. Deserved. Yeah. He's great. It's so hard to just be completely vulnerable with your whole life on reality TV. I think that people don't really realize, like, yeah, it's entertaining, but these are also people's real lives, you know? 
Okay, the last one. The woman with the funniest comebacks. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Or the funniest interviews, I guess. Or both. I think Maya wins for that response to the reunion when Rochelle said she was dating G Flip. <laughs> no, her face was like, what? That was, huh? that was real, too. And the director didn't know who all the cast members were. And we're I was in the truck behind the director, and we were just like, all cameras on Maya, all cameras on Maya. And it, just, <laughs> it, was it just went to Maya's face the whole time. So it was pretty funny. Um, I think she's great. I think also, again, like I gotta give it. I gotta give props to Kathy Hilton as well because shit she says and does in interviews and 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 in the show itself is just so funny. I mean, she's just yeah. She's there's no filter there, and she's not trying. I don't think for the camera. That's just the way she is. There's something about a woman worth like five hundred million dollars dragging a box fan around an Airbnb. <laughs> that... <laughs> we saw her at the movie. We saw her at the MCU Movie Awards, and and it was great because I got to actually talk to her and, and chat with her for a bit. But she was at the MCU. I don't think she'd be embarrassed. I'm telling the story, but she's like sitting at the MCU Movie Awards with like a Gucci shopping bag, not like a handbag, like a, a bag. <laughs> oh, like she just went shopping. <laughs> you like they put the handbag in when you buy it, and like in the bag is just a whole bunch of stuff. And she pulls out a fan and puts it up on the table. <laughs> so like. She not only carries the big box fan to hotels, but she's got a little personal one that she carries around with her to like. <laughs> I know that's like, right because it's it's hot sometimes, right? And sometimes you need some winds. I know. <laughs> I, I feel her. <laughs> Those lights are hot, but she's. I say it's her world. And we're just living in it. But um, yeah, she's I'm yeah. a fan. I would watch her idea do anything. Um, yeah, that was great. That's that's a pretty good cast right there for the ultimate reality TV cast. Thank we appreciate you playing that game. That was fun. That would be that would be fun. Yes. I'm curious <laughs> other people. I'm curious to see what other people have come up with. Only imagine. Yes. We'll have to play the, the mm-hmm. you're our first person to play this game, so you're setting the standard. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, well, have me back. <laughs> I'll come up with another one next time. And you have me on if you have me off the OC, we'll come up with a whole another. Oh, oh perfect. Yeah, I <laughs> that wish sounds great. I, I wish we could more openly discuss things. So after it comes out, we'll have to have you back because Yeah. So we can go into detail. Yes. I'd love to come back. This was so much fun. Thank you guys so much. Oh, uh, we appreciate you. Well. Thank you. We're honored and yeah, we're just honored. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. I can't wait to watch it. And then uh good luck and stay safe and I'll see you soon. Yes. Thank you. Oh, that was wonderful. That was so, like, seriously full circle for me. Like, I'm so happy to have him on. Like I said, I grew up watching the shows that he produced. So for him to be here and us to interview him is amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's iconic. And what a round, uh, full circle career. Because I'm like, Laguna Beach was when I was literally, like, 16 and dreamed about being, right. being you know, something, something. <laughs> um and now selling Sunset, which we're the newest realtors on. <laughs> Can you imagine? Um, Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would die in one minute. I don't think I could handle it. But That's a lot of pressure. But anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. Send us your questions. We are recording. If, if, if it's on Netflix and it's reality, we're talking about it. So Tell us what's on your mind. Tell us what shows we should cover if you have anything that we haven't. And, you know, DM us. You can DM me at Fat Carrie Bradshaw. That's right. Or you can DM me at Need for L Speed. And also, guys, be sure that you guys are watching us exclusively on Doom. That's right. It's the official 
Netflix site that helps you find and fuel your fandom. You know, if you're more of a visual person, you can got you guys can go over there and see us, see our beautiful faces. I do my and, eye uh, makeup for. I mean, we look gorgeous right? for what? You know, we cute, we cute. So head on over there and watch the episode. That's Netflix.com/tudum. And today's episode of We Have the Receipts is a production by Netflix to Doom and Cast Media. We're your hosts, Chris Burns and Lawrence B. Hamilton. And special thanks to our guest this week, Adam Develo. Our producer is Amanda Elliott. Our executive producers are Colin Thompson and Harris Lane. Our editor is Patrick Carrion. Our technical engineer is Travis Holden. Designs and animations by Patrick Carrion. See you next week. See you week. next week.